Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. Amen, amen. Were you blessed on Wednesday? Yes. Wednesday we had an amazing time. We're going to be talking about money and several dimensions to the subject that we will uh, engage in the discourse uh, I, I believe that God is raising a new generation of people who will see things differently uh, but we need to deal with the foundations the principles first of the conversation of money and some of the things that I said on Wednesday is that when you touch certain level of wealth your first conversation will be philanthropy your first conversation will be to give back you know, uh, you, you, ca you cannot be in a level of wealth and you're not thinking about giving back to nations. So there's something about giving that is primary to the discourse of money. So I started to take us on the journey of, of the heart of giving and I used uh, the Macedonian church to explain to us how that in the midst of their deep poverty, they mixed it with joy and they still maintained the heart of giving. Praise the Lord. Uh, so uh, we will just go over these things. In the course of this series, I'm going to engage a few uh, uh, men whom God has blessed and capacitated for this. And they will come also speak to us. I believe that people will be fruitful in their hands. Fruitful in their minds. You know, the African, the African church is basically known to pray without thinking that's the African church we, we will pray a lot and we will not engage our minds Nigeria is suffering from lack of fruitfulness that's where we are there is so much that God has bestowed in this land but if people will rise to be fruitful and engage uh, what God has placed on their inside I believe this nation will turn the person who is sitting by your side holds the key to something in this nation. Yeah, the person who is sitting by your side. But everybody must rise up to take hold of his own share of inheritance. Uh, the word says that he sent a word to Jacob and enlightened upon Israel, which means that many people are tied to your obedience. There are generations that are tied to the things that you will step into. So if you don't, you are cheating your generation. In fact, you are putting Nigeria at a disadvantage. When the illustration of the talents were given and the recommendation of the master, when he came back, he said that everyone, I mean the man, the man whom he gave one and didn't produce or multiply his one, uh, that one he had will be taken away from him. God forbid that what you have will be taken away from you because of lack of productivity and lack of fruitfulness. Many people are chasing money rather than chasing value. And that's a problem. In fact, if we place money in the hands of someone who has no value, he will reduce the money to his valuelessness. If there's a word like that. Please don't write it in school. <laughs> Amen. But that's the truth. We will reduce whatever it is that we have in our hands to the level of our minds. So that's why it's necessary and it's important that we are equipped 
and ready to engage in whatever front you find yourself. I shared a scripture with you in Joel chapter 2 where it says, Beat your plowshares into swords and beat your pruning hooks into spares. It means convert farming instruments into weapons of war. What it means is that you have to convert your profession, from my own interpretation, into ministry. So don't think that ministry is for those people who are out here, who are behind the pulpit. You are in ministry. Can I say it again? Yes, for those of you who are looking at me like I've not been ordained. <clears throat> Wait, it's not ordination. I'm telling you that you are in ministry. Ephesians chapter 4 from, from 11. Let's, let's just quickly look at that. I'll, I'll show you that you are in ministry. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. It says, And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints. Who are the saints? Say I. I. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. So who does ministry here? Saints. So if I look at you and I say, how is ministry? Tell me fine. The pastor is not the only one doing ministry. You are doing ministry. If you are a footballer, you are into ministry. If you are a writer, you are into ministry. Because... My prayer for you is that everything you do will produce fruits. Amen. Say amen. amen. Yes, the fruit of the leg. <laughs> Go and ask Ronaldo, how much is Neymar paid? Huh? How much is Neymar paid? You see, you will read, you, you will spend your years in school, be a professor, you might not earn, this is not to downplay that line of of, of uh, endeavor but I, I, I'm just telling you <laughs> the fruit of somebody's legs I don't, I don't know if he has a primary education I'm not sure about that if he has a primary education he's, legu he's legged, legucated <laughs> These two legs, same legs that we have. Oh. So, how much? I need facts, please. How much is he paid averagely per, per week? No, per week. Huh? 500,000 pounds. Sorry? You see, even as some people are, as you're hearing this amount, it's, it's heavy. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's the fruit of somebody's work. We will emerge. Do you understand? We will emerge. So you, you can't sit down, feel pretty about yourself, not master your craft. Are, are you still here? You, you, cannot be, you cannot sit down, feel pretty, and expect things to happen for you if you haven't mastered your craft and you expect things to fall into your hands. Uh, what's the name of uh, the? Uh, is it Federa now? Is it Federa the? Huh? He's the one right now. Is he the uh, current champion? 
Federer is the, is the current champion, yes. He has, he has hand-eye coordination. So, you know, but it's something he mastered. So, rather than looking for money, look for you. Find you. Master you. You know, you know what? Edu- education will not teach you necessarily how to be innovative. Education will help you bring it out. It only help you. It will help you refine the way you bring it out. That's what it will do. So there are some of you who are sitting here. The best clothes yet the world has not seen is in your head. Oh yeah. Some of us are here. The best artworks have not been seen yet is in your mind. Praise the Lord. But we're going to begin first of all with the concept. And the first thing I talked about is giving. Giving. So if if you're not a giving person. Uh, you, you still don't understand the conversation of wealth because I have not met yet. I am yet to meet a rich man who is not giving, who is not a giving person. So uh, l- let me show you something from Second Corinthians chapter eight. We'll just run through for the sake or the benefit of those who were not here on on Wednesday. Alright, it says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. What church is that? Macedonia. That in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. You see, like I said on Wednesday, if, it, if the Bible says a church is poor, believe it. The Bible does not exaggerate. If the Bible says the church is poor, just take it like that, that the church is really poor. But guess what? These people in their poverty, they mixed it with abundance of joy. Some people are only happy when they are rich or when they are just paid a salary. You know, when I was paid my first salary, my walking step changed. I didn't influence it. It just happened to me. Amen. <laughs> It just happened to me that everything changed. You know, but I, I, I realized that I, I have to grow my mind and grow my, my understanding in that I'm not joyful because of what I have. I'm joyful because of who I am in Christ. Because a time will come where you, you would have to balance the sides of I have and the sides of I don't have. It's not a curse. I'm not, I'm not cursing you. I'm only telling you that when life comes, you must be equipped to deal with life the way God will. Have you do it. Like I said on Wednesday, God gave Pharaoh a dream and Joseph interpreted the dream. And in that dream, there was seven years of plenty and seven years of abundance. And there was wisdom to save in the midst of plenty. I remember I encouraged everyone to you, you, how can you how can you as a mature person have just one account it's not, it's not even right it's not even right if you, if you don't do investment save at least praise the Lord if you don't do investment at least save there, there has to be a saving culture I will bless and multiply your storehouse and that's where the storehouse principle comes from where uh, jo- Joseph begins to save for the next seven years that will come, which is in the time of famine. Praise the Lord. So he says that they mixed their 
great trial of affliction, the abundance of joy and their deep poverty was mixed together. Now let's move to the next verse. We're going to run through this. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing to what? To give. May God make you a giving person. And I'll tell you why. Because this is a grace. To give is a grace. It's beyond I want to give. It's It's a grace. You will see it in front. Now he says that these people were not just going to give what they could, but they would give beyond what they could. That's amazing. Next verse. Imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Can we use maybe the NLT version because sometimes King James version is as spooky as it can get. So let's use the NLT version. Since they begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. These are people who are poor. These are people who don't have, but who are willing to go beyond their ability. They begged us again and again for what? What's the next word you see there? I can't hear you. Whenever you hear giving, have it in your mind that first it's a privilege. You must know that. It's a privilege to give. These are people who don't have, they were begging not once but over and over that, that the people whom they were talking to receive their gifts. Let's keep going. They even did more than we had hoped. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. Now, I made this point on Wednesday that you cannot be a giving person if you are not giving to the Lord first. In fact, the reason why you struggle in your giving is because you are not really giving to the Lord. You see, I struggled with this thing growing up. I struggled with giving growing up. I saw no reason why I should just take what I have and give. Why? Because in my head, what is it used for? You know, there's so many people who have questions in their head. When we give, what do they use my money for? Or if I give someone, how is the person going to treat what I have given him? I value what I have, so I'd rather not just give anyhow. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you see, first of all, I realize that giving is a privilege. It's a privilege. So it says, they even did more than we had hoped, for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to. Next verse, so we, had, uh, so we have urged Titus, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish what? Uh, look at what he's saying, to finish what? I want everybody to say it together. To finish what? So that means giving is what? Giving is what? Say it with me. Giving is a ministry. Look at your neighbor and say, don't neglect it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Giving is a ministry. Uh, for, for those of you who know me very well, this is the first time in three years 
that I'm teaching on giving. I've never taught on giving before. Uh, because I also share in the pain of where, where church members are exploited out of deception. I, I hate it. So I battled with that, but I had to come to the balance that if I don't teach you to give or to be given or to be a given person, I'm also cheating you in many ways and excluding you from the privileges that giving offers. Because I've been I've been in church for too long. So I'm not this is not a message to Kajo anybody. If you notice I don't I, well you can't notice because you're not here. So, but I don't have any notes written down. All I'm doing is reading from the scriptures. And all I want to do is to point the scriptures to you. Because I've been in church for too long and pastors will lie and say God told them that you should give so so and so. When God did not say. At the expense of the people. I'm not a party to that. Praise the Lord. So it, when TSP started, we started three years ago, or about that, and in those three years, I have never taught on giving. Only, the only time I'll talk about giving is when it's time for offering. And I'll say, give from your heart. That's all. <laughs> Why? Because I hated the fact that people whose God is their belly will use the gullible nature of members to work things for the advantage. I didn't like it. In fact, it's one of the reasons why I entered into ministry. Because we can win by righteousness. Praise the Lord. But, but at the same time, we, we must be in the balance. So that whilst you hate what is going on there, if you find a fake, there is an original. So there is the recommended way to, to give. So we don't we don't we don't exploit people here in this church. We don't exploit you to do no no no. We will not we will not put you under compulsion to give. So the spirit behind this message is to show you truth and not to cajole you. Say amen, somebody. Amen. You know why? Because nobody here is begging. Praise the Lord. Paul said that I was a tent maker and I did not stand as a burden to any of you. I did not rob you. In fact, I robbed other churches just to bless you. I didn't come with all the entourage and come with all the, all the PAs. and There's nothing wrong with that. But I didn't do any of that because I knew what you could handle. So I got my money for myself. By the grace of God, when TSP started, I, I got a very good job. That this church will not be where my food comes from. Because I have what I read. <laughs> no, but I'm being honest. Rather, we are the ones giving. And I know what giving and receiving has done to me. So if I don't teach you about, if I don't teach you giving and receiving, I'm cheating you. Despite the fact that I hate the excesses of it. Praise the Lord. 
giving and receiving is so literal in my life to the point that if I give a pin, I get a better pin. If you're around me, you know. If I give a tie, I get a better tie. Not bow tie, tie. <laughs> I'm just telling you that the specificity of what I give is what comes back. Is, is, that, is that literal for me? So giving is not, is not talk, it's, not, it's real. And also, I was not a giving person before. I was stingy before. You don't believe me because I don't look like that now. That's not who I am now. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was stingy before. I would rather use yours and keep mine. That's, that's stinginess. It's a bad character. See, let me tell you. No, let me not tell you. <laughs> it, is, it is better you offer first and be like the fool who is always giving. You know why? Because I have come to, find, I've, I've come to discover that those who always give are the ones who still keep giving. I'll prove it from the scriptures so like I said on Wednesday if they are always calling you for money your family members, your aunties and you, you're, you're saying to yourself why are they always calling me yes they will call you because the blessing is on you the blessing is on you and I said something that when God wants to bless you many times he will do it with a perception so they just feel you have that's why they call you. Someone say, I have. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not a feeling. Badebo <laughs> shatea. Let stinginess be eradicated from your life. You know what I'm saying? So you cannot, and hear me very well, you cannot touch a certain level of wealth if you are stingy. Because one of the first expressions of releasing your value is to be a giving person. If the, the three talents, the, the, the three guys, one was given one, the other was given uh, two, the other was given five. It is because of stinginess. The one who was given one didn't do anything about his one. Tiko. I'm telling you. Uh, man of God, I like what you told me that day. That every, Mr. Daniel, every thief needs an honest banker. So, why your people are still looking for sincere people? <laughs> so, what that guy did was he buried his talents and he exposed his fears. What you should do is to bury your fears and expose your talents. That's what you should do. If you are here and in, in the little you have, you are still practicing the ministry of stinginess. <laughs> My dear brother, sister, repent. I'm telling you. You don't even have much and you are so stingy. 
You know, you, you know what? People think that when they have a lot, that's when they will be generous. You are, you've been deceived by hell and everybody in hell. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Bible says about the Macedonian church that they mixed their, their deep poverty with abundance of joy. Two extreme sides. There was so much poverty. What should poverty, what's the, what's the temperament or the countenance that should follow lack of money? You're angry? Or you're, you may be suicidal? You may feel like the whole world has come crashing down because your world is over. You might even compare yourself with someone. You might have low self-esteem. You may not be able to lift up your shoulders amidst people who have because you think you don't have. Look, a man's life doesn't consist in the abundance of things that he has. No, sir. Do you know why I said you are blessed? If you don't have yet, mark my word, yet. If you don't have yet, know that what you have looks glorious. Even in the eye of those who have. I told you how someone will give me something and when I put it on, it looks better on me than the person who gave me. It's glory. The Bible, the Bible says <coughs> it was genuine. It was genuine. Amen. It was genuine. The Bible says that your your all kings shall see your righteousness. No, the Gentiles shall see your righteousness, and all kings your glory. When kings see your glory, it means yours is overshadowing that of the king. Praise the Lord. Look, tell your neighbor, say, I'm a blessed man. I am a giving person. No stinginess in this area. I've seen parents who are even stingy with their children. So don't think that when, you, when, when it comes to your own child, it could change. If you are a stingy person, you... Uh, 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 free advice, take it for free. Every lady here, don't marry a man who is stingy. Don't. I know the ladies like this one. Wait, wait, I have a question to ask. Were all of you in this church just now? Like five minutes ago, were all of you in this church? <laughs> But I, I'm very honest. Don't marry a man who is stingy. I'm a giving person. Oh. Anything that leaves your hand has not left your life. I'm telling you. Anything that leaves your hand has not left your life. And it will come back together, pressed down, shaking together. Let's go back to the scriptures. Back to Second Corinthians chapter 8. It says, so we have urged Titus who encouraged your giving in the first place to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. It means that what you started, finish it. Uh, if, for example... 
You started with the heart to give And you started to give part of it Finish Praise God So there is the necessity to remind you sometimes To finish what you've started In regards giving It's very key Next verse Since you excel in so many ways in your faith Your gifted speakers uh, This is TSP Let's use the King James Version Let's use the King James Version But as you abound in everything In faith Somebody say faith What's the next one? In speech Next in knowledge Next in all diligence Next and in all your love See that you abound in this grace also You see the problem is when you read King James Version When you see the word grace there You think grace is talking about He died, he was buried, he rose The grace there is not, this, it's not spooky The grace there means Okay let's go back to NLT So since you excel in so many ways in your faith You can preach I know you can preach if I say come let's pray for Africa You can pray for three hours straight You will not stop I know God bless you sir If I say If I say come and teach You have knowledge You are bound in knowledge You can share the word That's very good Well done If it comes to love from us You have received I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving so in as much as you have all those things Be a giver Let's be a balanced church Praise God Don't talk doctrine at the expense of your giving life Can I say that again Don't be too knowledgeable That all you know is Mark chapter 6 When it's time for offering It's, it's Tafa Balewa <laughs> Or it's 20 naira in the offering basket I will show you how your giving proves your love for God. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I hope you know when I say giving, I'm not only talking about money. I'm talking about everything. It's about everything. It's about you first. It's about your time. It's about your life. It's about counsel. It's about, it's about a heart for someone else that you just want to, you want to impart something to someone that blesses. That's a giving heart. You know, you, you can be with some people and they will never be concerned about how you feel. Or they will never, what you're going through will never bother them. Look, if you're exposed to the reality of someone's pain, be kind enough to ask a question and say, how are you? And when you're asking how are you, how are you should not be a greeting. Let it really be a question. Ask how are you and wait for an answer. What can I do to help you? Help in the way you can. That's a, that's a giving person. If you can't give money, give something. Because the Bible says, the one who doesn't have what he has will be taken from him. That's confusing. That he's saying that if you think you don't have money, I will take the one you don't know you have. And I will give it to somebody else. So let's keep moving. Next verse. I am not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with 
the eagerness of the other churches. Praise the Lord. You see, he says, but I am testing how genuine your love is. If you are a giving person, it shows that your love is what? Let's say that together. It shows that my love is what? Genuine. So love is, talk is cheap. It's cheap to always talk it. But if you really mean it, be a giving person. Praise the Lord. Next verse. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. This verse is not necessarily talking about the fact that Jesus had money and then he became poor in money so that you can become rich in money. No, this verse is actually um, an expression of the acts of redemption that who Jesus was, he gave it up so that you can become who he is. He was the only begotten son of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But right now, Jesus is not the only begotten son again. Romans chapter 8 verse 29 calls him not only begotten son, but firstborn amongst brethren. So he was son and only son before, and not even just a preferred son, but he was a patterned son that many other sons will fit in and be like. So he's now called firstborn. That's it there. So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, which you and I all are. Praise the Lord. I stayed in Benin for a number of years. And the first son to the Oba is the preferred son. That's the one to whom uh, the, the crown will rest upon if the Oba passes. So whilst there are other sons, it doesn't, it doesn't really change anything. The first son is the conversation. But in the kingdom of God, it's not like that. Because you see, when the Bible says that as he is... <laughs> Your sonship is, is the highest elevation. You know, I've told you before, when you say things and angels are running up and down, they are doing it for sons. It says, to which of the angels did I say, sit at my right hand? <laughs> this is, because the, the book of Hebrews is comparing Jesus and many other characters in the Bible to show the supremacy of Jesus. So the book of Hebrews is what we call the transfiguration episode. Well, if you remember on the mountain of transfiguration, Jesus was standing, Moses was there, uh, who else was there? Elijah was there. And after a while, the two of them disappeared. And who was standing? Jesus was standing alone. And Peter said, let us build three tabernacles. One for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for, for Jesus. But immediately a voice from heaven came and interrupted them and said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased the second time but this time he adds a phrase and he says hear ye him meaning don't listen to Moses am I preaching here don't listen to Moses don't listen to Elijah what does Moses signify the law what does Elijah signify the prophets but he says listen to him so that's why Hebrews chapter 1 verse um, yeah, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 
says Christ who is the express image of God, the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. It says he spoke to the fathers by the prophets but has in these last days spoken to us by his son. So Jesus is the prevailing voice for the now. Do you understand that? So to which of his angels did he say sit at my right hand? But he only said that to his son. For God, for God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above all name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. All right? So he has highly exalted him and he has made him to sit at the right hand of God. No priest could sit down in the tabernacle before. No priest. Why? Because the work was not finished. So that's why in the tabernacle where you offer sacrifices, there was no chair there. Because no, the priest, the high priest could not sit down. Because the work was not done. But to Jesus, he says, sit at my right hand. And guess what? You and I are sitting with him. Like I said to you before that, Jesus is not lapping you. <laughs> no. It's not a conversation of, there's no space for you, come make I lap you. No, no, no. We are seated with him. In heavenly places. It says far above principalities and powers. This is shout out to those who feel that principalities and powers are so important in your life. That you have to... <laughs> you know, you, where you are sitting is far. It's, it's far. The conversation of witches. As you are, you are still scared of witches. <laughs> it means you don't know where you are sitting. I'm seated in the heavenlies. I'm blessed in the heavenlies. I have a long way to go, but I, I may just continue this on Wednesday. Because we're going to close very soon. Hallelujah. Okay, let's move to the next verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Thank you, Joshua. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse... Uh, where are we now? Yeah, verse 10. Let's, let's do verse 10. Alright. And in this I give advice. It is to your advantage not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago. What he's talking about is giving. So he says it is to what? Your advantage. Somebody say to your advantage. Say this after me. It is to my advantage if I give. Oh yeah, that's very true. <laughs> it's to my advantage if I give. Oh. I will revisit some things again. But let's flip to chapter 9. And let's start from verse... Three. Let's do chapter 9 verse 3 It says Yet I have sent the brethren Lest our boasting of you Should be in vain In this respect That as I said You may be ready It's talking about the gifts That the Corinthian church Were meant to uh, offer Next verse Lest if some Macedonians Come with me And find you unprepared we, you know, there are two churches in the conversation. He started talking about 
the readiness of what church? The Macedonian church. But the letter was to which church? The Corinthian church. So he was saying that the Macedonian church were were so much of a giving church that even in poverty they still gave. So he's writing, bringing their story to the Corinthian church that they should emulate the Macedonian church. So that's the story. It says, Lest if some Macedonians come with me and find you, that's the Corinthian church, unprepared, we not to mention you, should be ashamed of this confident boasting. That is, I, your pastor, for example, I went to Lagos and I said, TSP is a giving church. We'll be able to take on this project. And I came with some people from Lagos. I said, I know I'm the pastor of that church. And when I came and I spoke to you all about the project, she, she, nothing happened. So he's saying, I don't, I, I don't, want, I don't want you to form my hand. Glory. Uh-huh. That's what he's saying here. Don't, don't form my hand. Next verse. Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as what? Grudging obligation. But this I say, <laughs> he who sows spirally will also what? Reap spirally. And he who sows bountifully will also what? Reap. Uh, somebody saying to me, Pastor Phil, this is not the law. Yes, this is not the law. You know, don't, don't, don't think grace cancels giving. Grace doesn't cancel giving. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. And guess what? God loves you. You are still loved by God. It has not changed. <laughs> if you sow cheerfully or bountifully, you will also what? Reap bountifully. So this is where the phrase, where uh, uh, many pastors or, or believers draw that word from, sow. You know, there are some people who say, I don't believe in sowing. If you want to say, come and donate. I don't like the word so. Just tell me we have a donation. I will give my donation. Don't use all that word so. No. You know why it is not donation? It is not just donation because God is involved in the return. That's why it's more than donation. What I'm showing you is scripture here. This is pastor. I don't believe in sowing. I believe in sowing. Do you know what it means to sow sparingly? To sow sparingly means to sow or to give holding back something. Sparingly means spare. It means spare. Okay, if you have a spare tire, you're driving, your car has a spare tire, that spare tire is what we call just in case. Are you still here? <laughs> it's just in case of eventualities. So when you're giving and you begin to say to yourself, I don't want to give the way I should give because of just in case. You see, when the mind begins to calculate, the reason why you give sparingly is fear. 
So giving is not really about what you give. It's a conversation of trust. And that's the reason why if you are struggling with giving because you are afraid of maybe an unknown just in case situation. How about let me reserve this for in case I'm sick. Let me reserve this for in case of event. I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. But when you are led to give, give in faith, not in fear. Hear me, I said led to give. Don't be an emotional giver. Because there's the balance to it. But if you are led to give, give in faith and not in fear. So it says, but this I say, he who sows spirally will also reap spirally. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. In the New Testament church, yes. Next verse. So let each one give as he proposes in his heart. See, my, my friends, when you're giving, listen to your heart. Because your heart will tell you what to give. Yeah. Your heart will always tell you what to give. So when you're giving, always listen to your heart. Listen to how you are led to give. And don't be scared about it. <laughs> Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, move to 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. How many of us have quoted this scripture without putting giving in perspective? You never knew that this scripture was talking about giving. God is able to make all grace abound towards me. So, so that... Uh, is giving. It's talking about giving there. If I let's use use the show me the amplified version. Let me show you. I'm closing now. Show me the amplified version. It says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor, and every blessing. <laughs> I hope you know you are blessed in spiritual place already. But the principle to bring spiritual blessing into earthly blessing is the principle of giving. He said, God is able to make all grace, every favor. Somebody say every favor. When the Bible says every, it is every. Favor for bigness. Look, if you walk into certain places and you find that somebody is not struggling about something, you can tap into that grace. He says, God is able to make all grace, every favor, and every blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation charitable philanthropy on the level of giving to nations is for giving people So don't 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 look at that scripture and, and think it's spooky. God is able to make all grace abound towards me. He's talking about giving, sir. Look at your neighbor. Say, be a giving person. 
Look at your friends. Say, be a giving person. He says, and God is able to make all grace, every favor, an earthly blessing. If you want earthly blessing, learn to sow. Learn to sow. Translate it. People understand the principles, but don't get the person, but they get the results. Translate it. Oh, blessed be God. Paul says this grace also. I pray for you that you will have the grace to give. Amen. 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 Some of you who are here, you know you ought to be giving your family on certain levels, but you have ignored because of bitterness. You are stingy. Do you understand? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What it means is that you didn't qualify for his actions, but he gave you his life. Don't give to only people who you like. You are just a one you are a one-handed person. Learn to even give, even if it's a smile, learn to give your enemies a smile. Be a giving person. May you receive this grace to give. Amen. Because you will not touch real money if you are not a giver. There are some people who are here, your offering since you were in school is the same. Now you are (laughs) working. Okay. (laughs) Move to the next verse. I want to show you something. Verse 9. As it is written, he, the benevolent person, scatters abroad. He gives to the poor his deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. See verse 10. And God, who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating, will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing. See, when there is multiplication in your life, it's for sowing. It's for what? So you say, I don't sow, I donate. I don't believe in sowing. Sir, I believe in sowing. You know what? You can stay cheated in your life and experience some dimensions of the blessings of redemption but if you want to have earthly blessing, be a giver this free advice if you want to have earthly blessing you know this message is not the type that will get all of you to jump around I can do that but this one, I need to speak to the conscience of everyone who is listening to me that you cannot be a stingy woman you cannot be a stingy man you must be a giver Because God will not trust you with a level of wealth to give to nations. It begins with now that you have just 2K. It begins with now that you have just 10,000 there. People in their deep poverty. Uh, I like the way Pastor Ideal puts it. How did you put it that time? Come and say it again. Giving sparingly is giving small out of your small and small out of your big. And giving abundantly or bountifully is giving big out of your small and big out of your big. 
Somebody say preach, sir. That's what it is. Learn to be a giver, a generous giver. Praise the Lord. And for those of us who are givers, I pray that you have more grace to give. You know why? I'm going to just end in this last point, and that is, and God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Can I say to you that there is no difference for those of you who are looking at me right now, there is no difference between seed and bread. You have to identify your seed. You know why? Because seed and bread is the same. What I just said is deep. See, not everything you get is for you. Some things that you get is to be given. So identify your seed. This one is seed. This one is not to be touched. I should. There's a portion of my wealth. There's a portion of my money that goes in certain directions. So somebody saying, Pastor Phil, we're, we're, I thought we we're talking about money. Yes, we're talking about money because the foundation of greatness comes with the heart to give. So that's why I'm starting from here. So may God make you a giving person. Hold the hands of your neighbor. Say, you are a giving person, sir. Praise the Lord. It says, thus you will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous and your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. Praise the Lord. May you be a generous man. May you be a generous woman. May you be someone who is well given. May you be someone who is first given to the Lord. And then you are a giving person. May I be that person. Glory to God. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.